I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very well, welcome to day six of the Match Play Daily. Jonathan and Jack Cobbett Garwood alongside you as always to review really an uneventful night at the Betfair World Match Play. The higher seeds won their games. It's actually been a normal match, a normal night of darts, which is something that's not been normal in this tournament, Jack Cobbett Garwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a bit seed again so far. The highest ranked players in are the two that made safe passage through this evening but that's not to say they weren't two high quality games and I think no. both of their opponents were with a shout over a, a fair amount of that match it's as we alluded to last night it was as that format got that little bit longer who had the most in the tank who's been there and done that before and which players are capable of putting that little spur on that puts that bit of pressure on their opponent that can just deflate them a little bit and, and ease them into the final stages of the game. And, and that's what we saw tonight, I think, in both matches. Absolutely. It was an interesting evening, let's put it that way. Even though the highest-ranked uh, seeds won and we got the semi-final that we were expecting after the uh, after night four, really, um, we have still got a lot to talk about. So let's do that. Gary Anderson against Simon Willett, we will start with because, of course, Gary Anderson is the only man that can stop someone new getting their name on the Betfred World Match Player Trophy and being only the 10th man to lift the title. Really good game, this, I thought, got between himself and Simon Whitlock. Yeah, I mean, Gary seemed to, to ease his way into the game early. I missed a couple of opportunities to, to open up a double break instead of just a single break that he had. Um, he went ahead 10-6 towards the middle of the game and at that point I thought this is done Gary looked a million dollars he'd up his tournament average he was scoring pretty well um, there was less hesitation on the finishing um, and Whitlock came back in and at that point I, I was really worried for Gary um, we haven't really seen him over this distance for a long time now um, and like we said before that there are 
frailties in his action, um, where he's lurching a little bit, um, doesn't look quite as composed on the doubles as he is as he was 2017-2018, Gary Anderson. Um, and, and at that point, I thought he was in a little bit of trouble, but finishes the match with 98 average, 16 out of 51 on the doubles. His highest checkups only 68, so that, that's not very like Gary. Um, right. But other than that, I thought he was he did a very professional job. He stayed calm, even with all the board changes and, and the destruction that that was having. Um, and he gets over the line. He does. I think, the, I think, oh God, by the way, can I just say, by the way, Simon Whitlock's checkout, for, to get his first break back at 7-6, absolutely wipes his chance out of hitting any sort of treble 20 with the way that he uh, throws the dart. To go and ping two balls is absolutely astonishingly good. Dimitri Vandenberg, isn't it? Didn't he do that to beat Phil Taylor in one of the Australian January series exhibition things a couple of years back? Uh, I can't say I can't say that I was watching that one, but uh, answers on a postcard uh, or to us on Twitter uh, at official ol darts if you can. Like you say, when Ando goes ten six up, I do think that this game's done. We're having an even earlier night than we normally are. I mean, this is an early night for us. To be fair, we're recording this around about ten o'clock, ten thirty at night. Listener, we've been recording this about midnight the last few nights because of all the drama that's been going on that stage in Milton Keynes. When it got back to ten all, you could see the emotion in Whitlock's face. I think he. To be honest with you, even though he got it back to 12 all, because, you know, he finished that 90 on the ball, and even then he was really emotional. But at 10 all, I still thought, I don't know if he's just gone a little bit too early on this one, because you could see when he got back to 10 all, when the break happened, he got really emotional, and he was really, really fired up, which, of course, you would be. You know, you just won four straight legs and got back into the game. But I think Ando, even though he was annoyed with himself, knew, do you know what? I'm still playing well enough. I've got the throw here, at least anyway, going into the next leg. I'm still in a reasonably good position. And I don't know whether Whitlock may have just got a little bit too overexcited when he got back to 10 all. I know he got back, like I say, I know he got back to 12 all, but I just didn't ever feel like he was really in the game. He didn't even lead the game at any stage. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because to me, he looked the more composed of the two for large proportions. Even when he was trailing, he didn't seem to panic. It was Gary that was getting flustered. I mean, Gary had over twice the amount of attempts at double that, that Simon did. So that, that tells a story in itself. There's only three points higher in the averages. And when you compare like the, the turntable, there really isn't a lot in it at all. If anything, it, it's in Simon's favour until you get to the 180. So where on earth he's managed to carve out an extra 27 attempts at double from, I really don't know. No. But he did. Um, and it, it eventually, I think he, he's made the most of it. But yeah, like you said, I think Simon looked more composed for a large proportion of it. Um, Gary getting the 21st leg to go 11-10 up and just stop that rot a little bit and just remind Simon that I'm still here. I'm, you haven't gone on this spectacular run just to shut me down yet. I think that settled Ando a little bit more and, and that set him off to, to go and run out the rest of the match. Yeah, I mean, Whitlock was on 44 when he goes and pings out as well. So that's a really big moment in that one. Before we go and hear from Gary Anderson, a word on Simon Whitlock, a, a performance I don't think many people thought uh, saw coming for this quarterfinal. He helps himself into that top 16. He really puts the cushion there because Johnny Clayton goes out first round. I know he got some money, but doesn't go that much money. He's about 50 grand now ahead of Johnny Clayton. That could be the difference with him staying in the top 16 for the World Championships and staying in for the major tournaments. You know, you've still got a Grand Prix to try to qualify for. You've got a Grand Slam you've got to try and qualify for potentially as well because, you know, that top 16 that order of merit uh, play as well. 
So they're big moments there for Simon Whitlock. This is a huge run. And, of course, he knocks out the world number one en route to a quarterfinal. Yeah, it was massive. And to be honest, we were having the debate a couple of times now. How is Simon still in the top 16? And we're looking at the way that he just accumulates money over the two years, not doing anything exceptional. And he goes and puts a run together like this. And that will keep him there quite comfortably for the foreseeable future, unless someone like Vincent or Dimmy goes on to win the event and, and jumps massively into the top 16. Yeah, if any of somebody course. from outside would, would push him out. But even then, this still bridges the gap to 15 and so on. And keeps him hungry and keeps him in the hunt to stay in that top 16 and the opportunities that that presents and part of it almost if I am number 16 in the world while it opens opportunities for you if there's an event where you're guaranteed to qualify at 17 I might be tempted to, to not be 16 I know that sounds silly but avoiding Michael Van Gogh in, in, in the next in the second round as a seed and being able to slot somewhere else into the draw opens up far more opportunities for me personally Mark Van Gogh is not someone I want to play at any point in the tournament to be honest no of course um, not that I'm advocating match fixing or, or any of that nonsense, <laughs> you know what I mean but it seems to be fair yeah. if you were the DRA listening in on this going hang <laughs> on a second <laughs> there is a case that for some players it's better to be unseeded than it is to be 16 seed but yeah. that just makes you more determined to climb higher because of the the, the, the I don't know, the opportunities that being a seed provides you throughout the season. So, um, fantastic performance from him. Like I said, keeps himself in the top 16. Um, interesting for the rest of the year now, because he is a big fan of the Grand Prix. He does love a Grand Prix, to be fair. He does love a Grand Prix. So, you never know. That that assures that he'll be there. Um, and if he can put together a run there, like he has done previously, went all the way to the final, obviously losing to Daryl Gurney a couple of years back. Um Stay in the top 16 for a lot longer again so who knows oh, absolutely obviously uh, the difference between himself and Johnny Clayton is around about 27 30 grand rather than 50 grand I was looking at saying it was 253 so I was thinking oh it's 50 grand no excuse me it's tw- around 27 grand uh, the difference between himself and Clayton in 16 17 place so a good run for Simon Whitlock but a great run for Gary Anderson he is two wins away from defending his world match play final money from two and winning money I should say from two years ago. Here he is talking with Phil Bass after his win against Simon Whitlock in Milkins. Gary, many congratulations into another World Match Play semi-final. Best performance of the week so far. Just sum up how you're feeling for us. Yeah, it's, like I say, it's still, you know, some good darts and then some absolute, I don't know where they're going. I don't know how they're getting across the, the big fives and the big ones, you know, even going for big numbers miles off. But, uh, nah, you know, when, I, when everything is on, the scoring's there, you know, and it's it's working fine, but I seem to drift off now and again. Every round, though, there's an improvement. Is that a good thing? You're spending more time on the board and playing regular and consistently? Well, it has been about four months, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every day. Uh, yeah, and like I say, even the, long, the more legs that you play on stage, you get a bit used to it, you know, so it's it all helps in the long run, even though it's not good to put you through that, but, you know, it definitely helps. Simon pushed you all the way. You couldn't quite kill him off until the end, could you? You'd yeah, get... you know, I was doing all right, and then I'd still a mistake, and then Simon, he's, he's very much like Wadey. You know, giving a wee sniff at anything, and you know, he, he, t- he takes it out, especially the Bulls. 170s and Bull, your last start, Whitlock's uh, one of the best in the scene. What's it like playing Simon? Because his darts do some serious damage to the board. When you're throwing all the white bits showing, what's that like? Come trying, you're trying to throw. I'm blind anyway, I can't see now. I just look at the colours, but uh, yeah, there's. A, I mean, everyone goes on about boards and that, but the, the points need to be looked at. You know, if it's it's like, see, if you go fishing, 
Now you get barbless hooks, you get barbed hooks. Catch a fish, you take the barbless hook out, there's no mark. You take a barbed hook out of a fish's mouth, rip to shreds, you know, so very similar to that. Up next it's Michael Smith, Master versus The Apprentice again. Looking forward to that battle because we know you two have some... Ah, you have a bit of battles, friends. you know, Michael's playing really well now. You know, he has done for the past couple of years now, so uh, yeah, he'll be up for it. You know, I know the way Michael thinks, he's in the final already. So I'm going to have to try upsetting him, see what I can come up with. <laughs> the fact you've won this tournament before, does that give you an advantage not over just Michael, but the rest of the field as well? Nah, no, really, I mean, different breed nowadays. You know, everyone's, everyone wants it, everyone thinks they're going to win it. You know, everyone knows they're going to win it, that's the way I kind of think now. So, yeah, it's, there's, there's no advantage now, you know. Coming into the tournament, you've written yourself off, you're like, nah, what will be will be. And now you're two games from lifting that title again. What would that mean to you to do it? If we're sitting here talking like this on Sunday night, I'll tell you exactly how it feels. <laughs> but, uh, nah, look, every game at a time. I've, I've done all right getting where I've, where I've got to, you know. I'm struggling big time, but we've sneaked past a, a few rounds and we're still going. Gary, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very much. Just a couple for me, if that's all right, Gary. <laughs> um, in the betting order, you're actually second favourite behind Glenn Durham. Does that is that phase you at all? I don't know. What am I? Eighty to one or something? Sixty to that. one, eighty to one. Yeah, I mean Glenn's doing well as well, you know. But like I say, it's before this tournament started. If I wasn't playing in it, and I was a gambling man, Gabriel and Christoph. For now, say each way bet. That's what I'd, I'd have lumped on the, you know. Uh, Glenn favourite, with Michael Smith still in the tournament. I don't know. I think yeah. I think the bookies could get hammered here somewhere along the line, you know. But uh, yeah, Glenn's playing well. So Smithy. Us other two, myself and uh, who's left in it, Vincent. Adrian. Adrian, yeah. you know. So uh, even Lewis, you know, old time, old school. No, knows how to win things. Done it before. Knows how to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. Betting cookies, I don't know. Let them go on with it. So that was the master that is Gary Anderson. Now to his former apprentice, the bully boy Michael Smith, getting over the line 16-13 against the Polish man I love to adore, Krzysztof Ratajski. Um, <laughs> fantastic scrap between the two. One of those where there was never more than a gap of, of two legs between the players for a, a very long period of this match. Um Smith's scoring was fantastic, but ultimately the players have the same amount of darts at a double, and it's Smith that's, that's come out on top, and, and that's a real sign of maturity in his game, isn't it? It is. I, I tell you, the biggest thing for me, mate, at this point, right, was the, the Michael Smith of old would never have been this good at hitting trouble 19 for a kickoff. I've never seen him hit trouble 19 so well in a tournament in my life for a start off. He's, he'll always, if he always, if he misses the, the trouble 20, he goes to the fat 20. Most of the time, he'll go and hit one or two. The majority of the time, about 95% of the time, at least hit one, treble 90. So that's the key thing. But the maturity as well is that when Ratajski was taking out big checkouts, when Smith was on manageable shots, he didn't get phased by it. Give an example. The one two eight on the ball. This is just for two all. Smith had hit a 170 to leave 16. Ratajski goes and hits a one two eight on the ball. Ratajski giving it the big end. Michael Smith just nodding in the background. Go back to five all. Smith had two 180s in that leg and he didn't get a dart at a double because Ratajski hit that magical 150 to set up 32. Never seen anything like that, by the way. By the way, it was Min. I'll give you that, it was Min. But again, Ratajski giving it the big in, Smith saying cool. I thought the game was gone. 
when we're trying to keep the one six one for the ball at eight seven. Because Smith was on eighty six, he hadn't really carved out a proper chance at a double, obviously, because he was on eighty six. It was the one six one. It was the timing of the one six one. It was eight seven. He got a breaker throw into the break. It was the first time I think actually, yeah, first time he led in the game as well at eight seven. And you just thought, do you know something here? Michael Smith could be done. Could be. I don't think he was, but I think he could. I thought he could have been done at that point. But it goes. But I think the crucial moment in that one was that they had they walked off the stage after that. It was a fifteen. Uh, sorry, it's twelve up breaker throw. It's fifteen legs in, so they had a break. Had that been straight afterwards, I don't know whether we would be talking about Michael Smith going on and winning this game because he had time to think. He had time to pre- he had time to process it because he got the break straight back at eight all, and then when he got to nine all, he just turned on the after birders. Yeah, I agree. There was a period of the match where he had something like seven one eighties and seven legs. He, he was fantastic when it came to that to that treble. Um, I agree with the break. Obviously, there's no fault of the players. And we have seen that Smith is far more composed now than he has been before. But the opportunity to go away off stage and, and just get your head focused and come back and really attack that once again um, was, was good time for him. It's handy the way it worked out. But he, he was class. He was absolutely class. Um, he is, despite the fact last night I told you that Rutarski would be in the final, he is the favourite. That was me but, going in my heart, not in my head. Marcus Smith is the favourite for this event now. Whether, whether he wants to yes. believe that or not. Yes, because he says in the interview that will play out in a second with Phil that he's not the favourite. But I disagree, even though I'm fat Gary. Look, let's not, get bo- let's not get bogged down with that at the moment. Let's talk about your man, Christoph Ratajski. 13th in the world. He's pretty much right. This is such a big moment for him, I think, personally. right? Because... 13th in the world. Is only four ground off mental sort of it. Could be still overtaken by Eddie Lewis or Glenn Thorin in, in the next couple of days, you know, with, with, with the wins in the quarterfinals, I could jump him. But a crucial moment, I think, here for, for, for Krasiski is the fact that he's only been on the tour for a couple of years. 2018, he got his tour card. So this is really that start of that cycle that he's now starting to defend money. And he hasn't really got much to defend in the TV tournaments. He really doesn't. Like, thinking about it, in the World Championships in particular, where, you, where the big money is, he's lost first round to James Wilson in 2018. He lost Sego Asada, and now he's got... Um, and, and then he obviously got beaten by Nathan Aspen in the third round there. So he has a good World Championships. He could be catapulting up the rankings. Catapulting. Yeah, 100%. I just think he's so consistent away from the TV as well. That's, that's why we've seen this mm. rise. And I think we will continue to see this rise. His pro-tour form is fantastic. I think... He would have benefited from full Euro Tour season. I think learning to play on that stage in front of that crowd would have only helped for the for the big Sky and ITV events. Um, because the crowds are basically the same size, so they basically they make the same noise. Um, they're obviously a little bit more um, patriotic in in different countries as you go around. But other than that, there's no real difference. To that it's just the production of, of the events and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, he's massively consistent. I think he'll be a little bit disappointed with today. He's come from the highest average of the tournament to, to drop down to 93, 94. Um, 40% on the doubles, three ton plus outs. He's made that 93, 94 seem like a 100 average because he's punished every mistake Smith made up until the point where Smith turned those afterburners on right at the end and, and that's what's got Smith over the line. Very quickly, is there an mm-hmm. argument to suggest that he could be top eight, top ten? By the time the World Championships comes around. Easily. 
Because he has. That was that was his maiden. Yeah, that was his maiden TV quarterfinal. He hasn't got yeah. much in terms of like you know second rounds, third rounds coming up. So it, it, the top eight, top ten in the world for Christopher Tyski is not a million miles away. If he can go and do bits on the Euro Tour, if, if there is a Euro Tour this year, which hopefully there will be. But if there is a Euro Tour, if he goes somewhere like quarterfinal, Grand Slam, quarterfinal, Grand Prix, he's nearly there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, from 2018, right, he's got to defend a, a second round and a third round of the Players' Championship Finals on TV. That he isn't much. He wasn't at the rest. Exactly. So the top eight, the top ten could be, uh, could be in there. They're all defending at the same time as well. So it's not as if you have to look at the gap now, but they've got to defend what's there. They could be dropping a lot further. I genuinely think he's a threat to the top eight at the minute. Well, he and could if he does be. make the top eight, could you leave him out of the Premier League? Uh, not the not with the way that he's playing at the moment. But one man who will be definitely in the Premier League as things stand is Buddy Boy Michael Smith. He goes back to number four in the world with a win tonight against the Polish Eagle, and here he is talking with Phil. Michael, many congratulations into another world match play quarter final. Strange I'm sorry, semi final. <laughs> strange strange game because you were the better player throughout but couldn't quite put Christoph away, could you? Christoph's a classy, classy player and I just knew I couldn't give him chances. But every leg I found the best part of me to give him a chance. I just could never hit the last three darts, I could never find that treble to give myself a two dart finish or a one dart finish. I just kept messing it up all the time though. Lucky enough on the fourth session coming back out with no more sessions, I started firing and I think it was six out of the next seven legs I think. So I got the finally got that breathing gap and when I got it I just stand, took my foot back off the gas again. So that, that was a bit of a learning curve again. But I was proud of myself the way I handled the pressure and come out of it again. Towards the end of the game, we saw you hit the single number and step back before you went for the double. That's something you don't normally do. Have you sort of like just learned to compose yourself? No, no, like, double six I really like. And what's annoying, if you do come inside, you got double three. So when he hit, I was more scared of going for the was it big one or big three. I was more scared of throwing at that. So when I finally hit, I was like, right, just stand back. I do every three darts before, they sell my like, last three, so it's double eleven, double six and bull. I hit it every single time, on all four sessions I did it. Like step back, I hit it every time and I just go for it. Lovely enough it came up my hands sweet and it just sat in perfect. So. Going into the quarterfinals, you were the highest ranked seed left. Was that extra pressure on your shoulders? No, because I'm not the favourite though. So. I think uh, Durant or Gary's the favourite. Uh, Glenn was favourite before the Yeah, so I get there's no pressure on me because I'm not you're not guaranteed to win you're not favoured to win it type thing so I can still have a laugh looking at it you could play Gary in the semi-finals would you look like a cracker master again? no um, and after I beat Mensah I only come to make the quarters that was the main aim first and now I've only come to win it now after the quarterfinals so I want another crack at the title I don't want to go last year was really disappointing me being 9-0 down that final I just want another chance to be in the final and have another chance. And two years running for a tournament that I don't know, been second round in for five, six years. Now be final and hopefully another final. Who knows? Can you learn from the disappointment of last year heading into the semi final? Yeah, I might have. I thought I might have learned after the losing the Premier League final. All, <laughs> the, all the finals have been in, but no, no. This is well, it's like a special tournament. Match player, Premier League, and Worlds are the, are the biggest three. They're the ones you want. The Grand Prix, that's a right off of me. <laughs> I'm bad at doubles, I just can't, never mind, I've got, got to hit one, and then you've got to start one as well, so that's a write-off. So these type of tournaments with formats, I do like long formats, 
and yeah, just, these are the ones I want. That result today, I don't know if you know, but you're now back into the world's top four again as well. I know that you said it really annoyed you when you dropped out of it last time, didn't it? Because you yeah, believe um, you should be in there. I think I was only in it for a day, though, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the only thing that annoyed me, I knew I was close, but I think before lockdown, I was about 100 grand in front of Nathan. And I come back out of lockdown, I was 30 grand in front of him. And then the World Cup moved, and I was like, gonna catch me so I was like right I've got to catch Rob before he catches me because Nathan's not defending whatsoever until we get to the world so I was like now you've just told me at least I've got a bit of breathing space but it's not finished yet Michael, pleasure, always Cheers, lad. Just one from here, thanks for what do you think's changed from 12 months ago what do you think this can be in the last um she just bought a new house <laughs> no we've we just had uh today I got a uh, phone call for Virgin Money so all the new House we've just bought now, it's just all been accepted and all sorted. So um, I've got to pull my finger out, otherwise, it'll be out dull soon. <laughs> if I miss one of them payments, I'll be out of the house and I'll lose my other house as well. And it, I think that's what helps me. Is the, I hate pressure when I'm playing, but I like the added pressure from family life as well. And when I was struggling three years ago, and then we had Casper, shot straight back up to her. And now she, she won't have. I want another child, but she doesn't, so I need to find some pressure from somewhere else. And I think now with buying this new house, I've got to step up and got to do what I've got to do. Do you really put a lot of extra pressure on yourself because of the sort of family life? Yeah, this, this is easy for me, but for them, I'm supposed to be the one that looks after them, earns the money and everything. Playing darts is the easy bit, looking after the family is the hard bit, so that's where the pressure comes from. That, that's the doddle. <laughs> It, I can turn up and I can play rubbish and go on, but I still pick up a cheque. And but for me, I want the bigger cheque. I want, I want that the big trophy at the end. As soon as that big trophy comes, I know there's a cheque following the same thing. But as long as I, I play well, he go in. I know everything else will follow. An understandably happy Michael Smith there talking through his win against Christoph Ratajski. Although he's saying he's not the match play favourite. I mean, Gob and I both disagree with him there let's ask the man who asked him the question whether he is the match play favorite uh phil bars uh, phil welcome again to the pbt welcome to the match by daily always great to chat greetings uh, gents uh, is he trying to deflect here because i do make him the favorite certainly to get out of that section of the drawer on saturday night i think right now he's favorite because he's in the semi-final and the other side of the draw hasn't been done yet. I agree with you, he's favourite to make the final, but I still make Durant the favourite because of what he's already won and he's gotten over the line in major finals before. You're really not so, judging on that, are you? I thought we'd get no, you on that one. I thought we'd get you on that one. I thought no, your heart would just start beating a little bit. He goes, you know what, I really want it, but he's not judging no, I, at all. I, 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 I still think the bookies have got it right that right now Michael Smith is the favourite for the match play because he's in the semi-final yeah. and Glenn's not. But if Glenn comes through tomorrow, I still make Glenn the favourite because of what he's won. However, Michael Smith is a very close second favourite. Certainly is. Very close. Yeah, very, very close indeed. Although, to be fair, Gary Anderson, you know, he's a multiple-time major champion, defending winning money this time round. He obviously gets through against Simon Whitlock tonight. And uh, as we talked about there, Christopher Tyski, Michael Smith putting out absolute classic in the first quarter final. Um... Which one of those two would you say is a better performance? Because we were saying just before you came on, 
That that was a very mature performance from Michael Smith tonight. Two years ago, he lost that game. Smith really impressed me tonight. The fact that he was composed. A couple of times he'd threw his first start, he'd step back as well, which is something he hasn't done very often. Um, the early part of the game, he could have been out of sight, but Ratajski kept hanging on to his heels. And even last year, I think that had bugged him. Yeah, because he's like, said that. he's like, how and how am I not winning? How am I not won this game? And I think, if I remember rightly, Ratajski broke to go eight seven up when Michael Smith. I was sat in obviously the, the media balcony, thinking, how is Smith losing this game? And that's no disrespect to Ratajski, but Michael Smith was the better player. Yeah. But Ratajski yeah, was just six or seven points ahead in the average. Yeah, and it was just, was just taking out big finishes: one six ones, one three nines, one oh eights. You you name it, he was he, he was taking it out. But then Smith broke straight back, and then went berserk, like we spoke about yesterday. Those players that it doesn't suit the grinders now because Smith went from eight seven down to fourteen nine up. Yeah, in the the blink of an eye. And it was the blink of an eye. And th- this is what this format does. It then gave him the, op- gave him the breather, like we spoke about yesterday, to have a couple of off legs. Ratajski won a few. Michael got to 15. And then Ratajski's at the point in their return. He can't then make a mistake. Mistake comes, Michael Smith wins. So, yeah, really impressed with Bully Boy tonight. Really impressed. Um, but Gary Anderson's best performance of the tournament is getting better game by game. Is it going to be enough to beat Smith? I, I'm not sure on that because there's still patches where he goes missing, Gary. And he says it himself, and obviously you've heard the interview. He goes missing and wandering in games. And if he does that against Bully Boy, Bully Boy will rattle off five, six legs and Gary's not clawing them back. But it's intriguing. It's the master versus the apprentice again, which I like. I like the subplot of this. Yeah. Do you not think that... Gary's performance tonight suggests that he too can do those, rattle off a few of those legs. He opened up that advantage on Sullivan for the first time. Obviously, he did a bit of four-leg gap again at the end. Do you think that semi-final is more about the timing of when the players go off and if they can go off at the same time? Or do you think yeah, the most informed man of the two? I think Smith's more informed. But yeah, if, if they both have their on patches at the same time, then we could have five or six legs of gods from the darts. Um, but it, it just could be absolutely uh, amazing, those those little spells. But I think that Gary will have more off spells than Michael Smith in yeah. in the match. Um, so I think Smith gets his man and books his second world match play final, I, I, yes. I think. Yes, we will talk about that tomorrow indeed. Just a quick word on the two losing quarter-finalists. Simon Whitlock keeping his hopes for top 16 that place alive, really, with a great run this week. Uh, 30 grand ahead of Johnny Clayton, although could obviously still be overtaken by Dewey Vandenberg or Vincent van der Voort. And as well for Christopher Tyson, we're saying he could be top eight in the world by the time the World Championships roll around at Ali Pali. That world ranking is becoming fascinating. And some of the old guard have got issues in that, in that top. Obviously, Michael's world number one won't be caught this year. Next year, maybe. Still a maybe, but I don't think he'll be caught this year because of the way everything works. Uh, Peter Wright will be world number two for two years now because of the way it works. You win the world, that's where you stay for two years, a la Rob Cross. Um, going price at three. I like that. Again, he's not defending an awful lot of money apart from the slam. Um, 
So if he can pick up and do bits in the other tournaments, I think he's in the top four and then Michael Smith back into the top four. So I don't see an awful lot of change in the top four unless someone wins the Worlds or somehow wins back-to-back TV titles like James did a few years ago. So I'd be fairly confident, I've cursed it now, that the top four will be set maybe until the Worlds. Yeah. Just, just, just because of the way the rankings work. Uh, Rob, Cross has got, Rob Cross has got problems at five. Yeah. No. Aspinall at six. Is there problems there? Not really not, performed in the last couple of TV tournaments. Not until the semi. Not until the World Championships come rolling around. Not until the World oh, no, Championships but, come no, rolling but, around. But I mean, I mean, is he going to be picking up enough money elsewhere to, to cover that money? Yeah. Because where he's yeah, not defending, it, because where he's not defending anything at the moment, for me, he needs to pick up money to defend to counteract that world's money. That's something Rob Cross did very well. Yeah. When he was defending the world's money, he went and picked up money elsewhere. Went and picked up a match so, by title, so there you go. Yeah, and, and a European championship. European championship, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I, I think I think he covered over half his world's money with two tournaments, so it wasn't a catastrophic off off a cliff. And then from seven onwards, there's there's some issues for people in and around between seven and sixteen. I think we'll see a lot of fluctuation. I think Chizzy's in danger. Definitely. Big big dan- big danger. I think Wade's in danger at the moment because although he won a summer series event and played well one game here they didn't play very well the next game and he's got so a European Championship quite, to defend as well coming up soon so a European yeah, Championship so in a couple of years ago Wade's got Wade's got problems on his ranking and the other one it's come to light again Ian White yeah. again comes to a TV tournament and it just doesn't happen for, for whatever reason look EMI is a fabulous, fabulous player. But there's only so many times we can start or we can make excuses for a TV game. And it's getting to the point now where we're like, where does he go? Because there's only so far you can go as a floor player. Yeah, agreed. It's not quite the same extreme lengths, but it was like Terry Jenkins were like, is it ever going to happen for him? You're almost in terms of... Ian, is he ever going to get the opportunity to do a Terry Jenkins and, and not win a final? He just, he, he's got so yeah. much talent. And, and when he's on it, we've seen it on the Euro Tour when he's picked up titles there and in the four events, but he has to go deep in a TV major. Well, the only one he's Yeah, the only one he's made deep in was the Players' Championship semi final last year. That was the first time he made a semi final in the PDC for over, for over a decade. So he's got to do something. Looking ahead to uh, tomorrow's games, then, and it could be two very fascinating quarterfinals Glenn Durrett against Vincent van der Voort, and then Adrian Lewis against Dimitri Vandenberg. Uh, Obviously, uh, Dimmy making quarterfinal for the third time in a row on the television. A.D. Lewis making a match play quarterfinal once again. Doing bits is jackpot. Glenn Dorrant obviously making a quarterfinal for the second year in a row in the match play. And then Vincent van der Voort for the first time in 11 years is on the match play stage in the quarterfinals. So a very intriguing last eight Friday at the match play, Phil. Yeah, interesting. I think, let's get the easy one out of the way first, in my opinion. Glenn Dorrant beats Vincent van der Voort. I don't think it's going to be that easy, you know. I don't. I just. I really I don't. don't. Just, I just think that Glenn's finishing is just impeccable. That I think, like against Peter Wright, there'll be big finishes. Vincent will be sat on a finish. He'll take out a ninety-two, a one seventeen, a one twelve, and I think that will be the theme of the game for me. I don't think there'll be a lot in the scoring, but I just think that Glenn's doubling is just magical. So 
for me, Glenn beats Vincent somewhere around the 16, 10, 16, 11 mark. Yeah, that's fair for, enough. For I'll me, some, some, somewhere, somewhere around there. The other one's intriguing. It really is because we've seen two rock steady performances from Adrian Lewis, 99 and 98 averages, good TV darts. Dimitri, we've seen one front-running, glittering performance, and we've seen one scrap. So I'm interested. I personally think Adrian will try and intimidate Dimitri Vandenberg on that stage. I think we'll get an a la Gazi Price game, and I think he'll try and upset Dimmy's rhythm, concentration. If that doesn't work, and Dimmy just takes his time, doesn't worry about what's going on around him, it could be a belter, an absolute belter. And Jimmy will frustrate him. Jimmy will frustrate him. And that'll be the problem. Yeah. Is can Lewis stay calm in arguably the biggest game in his career for the last three to five years? A huge, huge game. And when you look at it, when Lewis, like I say, I think he'll try and intimidate Jimmy, he'll give it absolute large at every opportunity. But it's when he misses and Dimitri walks up and just pops those little combinations, goes and takes his darts out the board and, and goes back. It's weather as well. It's weather as well. Vandenberg can slow down the pace of AD, can slow, slow the game right down to the level that he's very comfortable with. Because if AD just goes and is the Rolls Royce AD that we know, where he's absolutely on it, then it's going to be tough for D. But if he can just slow the pace down a little bit, I'm not talking, you know, cheating and all that sort of stuff. It's gamesmanship. Let's not take the mick here. Just slow the game down slightly, pace wise. I think that would really affect Jackpot. Yeah, and this this is why it's intriguing because I think Dimmy will do that. He'll play at his own pace and everything like that. And I think that Nathan Aspinall was a little bit frustrated with the pace of the game as well because it wasn't rat tat tat like he likes to play. Um, and I think it'll be quite similar that we'll see Lewis eager at the back of the stage trying to get forward all the time. Um, so, oh, I don't know because I do. Go on then. It's an all English and all target manufacturer semi final. It's Lewis versus Durham. That, that, my, my gut says that, but there's also this little thing in the back of my head saying Dimmy wins. I've got this here. I don't know if you can see it on the screen, everybody. Toss of a oh, coin. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, it, no, it is. It, it is a really. Tails, does it, uh, Tails it's Dimmy that wins. <laughs> 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 no, I think, I, I think it's going to be an absolute. Belter of a, of a sec of a quarter final. That's on first, obviously. Then Glenn Derrick against Vince Van der Voort is second. So, well, I'm going to go Dibby. You're going AD. I know we're all going buzzer in this uh, in this camp here as well to get over the line. Phil, you've got the casting vote, mate, as to lead to lead us uh, leave us on the match play daily. Lewis. Oh, it's tight though, isn't it? It is tight. Yeah. I, I I think my heart is ruling my head here, personally. And saying that Dimmy does do it. I'm going to go... I'm a little bit worried in the fact we've seen Jackpot explode over the last couple of years when he gets to this position and he is capable of rocking up tomorrow and throwing an 80-odd average and getting absolutely nowhere near Dimmy. It won't be the pace that suits him. He'll get frustrated. Um, He'll get angry and annoyed at himself. Um, But I'm hoping the experience and and just the quality of Adrian Lewis and we've said how good his action looks at the minute helps him prevail. And we do get to see that Lewis versus Doran semi-final that I've just so outrageously claimed. Gary Plummer will be the happy... 
Yeah, Gary Poole will be if the it, happiest man in the semi-finals in Milton Keynes, <laughs> if that's the case. If it is that semi-final, that's one game that Lewis won't like either. No. Because you ain't budging Dazzer on his pace. No, <laughs> not at all. It could be a very fascinating Friday at the match play. Phil Bars, Jack Gobby Garwood, thank you very much indeed, as always, for joining us here on the match play daily. That is it for day six. Uh, Andos advances against Whitlock in an absolute scrap, eventually turning into a bit of a comfortable ride for the flying for the ball, the flying Scotsman. And Smith sees off Ratajski with an absolutely stunning performance to reach his second straight match play semi-final. Friday, fantastic, potentially. Sleep well if you can. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 